It's horrendous uh, when you read these stories and see the lack of response. All of this virtual world stuff is not actually virtual, it's physical. There are physical materials behind everything that you do, including everything you look at and browse, and stuff. that's all labor behind it. There's people behind it. The so-called artificial intelligence, is there's tons of resources, people, time that goes into that. It doesn't just magically run uh, by itself. Consciousness, the notion of the self, personality structure, transactional analysis, symbiosis, Zen Buddhism, teacher-student relationships, training yourself in how to think. To subvert is to undermine the existing system of inscribed power and authority. What's happening in the digital space? The virtual world. Much of us live in a hyper-stimulated present where language itself has become the info currency in the sequence of corporate capitalism. The injunction of the virtual world is... The gatekeepers of our speech and written word are global tech monopolies. We cannot transcend or go beyond our lack through craving. What are we going to do? How are we going to live our life? The subversive therapist is about what the virtual world is doing to us and what we can do about it. Welcome to the subversive therapist. I'm your host, Andrew Archer. Thanks a lot for tuning in. This episode is titled Raw Material. And I want to start with a couple quotes. First is from Kate Crawford, her book, Atlas of AI, or Artificial Intelligence. Our sense of the cloud being out of sight and abstracted away, when in fact it is material, affecting the environment and climate in ways that are far from being fully recognized and accounted for. And here's a second quote from the book, Dying for an iPhone. We learn that our beloved high-tech gadgets are not produced in, in a Silicon Valley paradise. Indeed, while designed in Silicon Valley, they are not produced there at all. So that's a book by Jenny Chan, Mark Selden, and Pun Nagai. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Artificial intelligence, or AI, is neither artificial nor intelligent. AI and the tools as well as production of the virtual world are made of real-world, three-dimensional resources, the raw material of the earth. So in Kate Crawford's book, she talks about the skyscrapers in San Francisco, that you actually have to dig down into the earth to get all the materials to make these huge skyscrapers. Tons of resources, right? Industrial capitalism. The virtual world, it's the same thing. You need all these rare earth metals. You got to dig and dig and dig. Tons of energy to cool these computer servers and warehouses and all that stuff. They're not, it's not this immaterial, ethereal, you know, cloud, you know, non-physical existence. It's the same processes as building skyscrapers. We just don't see that. Uh, behind the curtain aspects of it. So Kate Crawford in her book, Atlas of AI, makes it clear that this is, quote, an extractive industry. And it's based on, in her words, highly energy-intensive infrastructures. So from the production and labor to the surveillance measures of corporate and governmental actors, this is all aimed at total social control. And we have these illusions that this stuff is just 
you know, within this abstract um, system. But the illusions about automation and AI uh, that they're, you know, we can just be online whenever we want. There's no real consequences, that kind of thing. It's, it's part of this fantasy of a kind of utopian uh, world where everything gets progressively more liberal, more democratic, and safer. It's a safer kind of future based on technological advances. Uh, so public relations campaigns have manufactured this vision that, of course, disguises the, the maltreatment of labor, the actual people, laborers within the supply chains of this high-tech um, production. And this is a quote from Crawford. Thousands of people are needed to support the illusion of automation, tagging, correcting, evaluating, and editing AI systems to make them appear seamless. So, uh, in our minds, the digital space is immaterial. However, for example, and this is from Crawford, data centers are among the world's largest consumers of electricity. Among the world's largest for these data centers. Um, of course, you have to keep them cool, for example, often water intensive, that kind of thing. So, there's Kay Crawford's book, which is very well written, very well researched. She really seems to have the big geopolitical kind of view of everything that's going on. And then the book Dying for an iPhone, which has this double meaning to it. We're all dying to get the newest version of the iPhone. We're wanting it. But then on the flip side, uh, in I believe it's 2010, a dozen Foxconn workers commit suicide. Um, jumping off the, the roof of their dormitories, and their dormitories are within these mega cities that are actually just factories that turned into the factory is, is, a, is a city in and of itself. You have dormitories, you have movie theaters, gyms, all this different things, but the, it's basically, I mean, I don't know any other way to put it, but slave labor. If you read through this, extremely well-researched book. I think they spent 10 years writing this book, getting um, inside information. For example, I wanted to, I think it's really important to hear the actual voices of some of these workers. So there's a poem in this book from a migrant worker who worked at Foxconn, and it's, a, you know, in many ways a response to the suicides uh, that occurred at Foxconn and it's entitled for my departed brothers and sisters and it's important to note that these are largely migrant workers very, from very poor parts of China that um, migrate you know with all of the propaganda about having a better life with Foxconn and how great it is and whatever and so you hear that within the poem I'm like you I was just like you, a teenager leaving home, eager to make my own way in the world. I was just like you, my mind struggling in the rush of the assembly line, my body tied to the machine, each day yearning to sleep, and yet desperately fighting for overtime. In the dormitory, I was just like you, everyone a stranger, lining up, drawing water, brushing teeth, rushing off to our different factories. Sometimes I think I'll go home, 
But if I go home, what then? I was just like you. Constantly yelled at, my self-respect trampled mercilessly. Does life mean turning my youth and sweat into raw material? Leaving my dreams empty to collapse with a bang? I was just like you. Work hard, follow instructions, and keep quiet. I was just like you. My eyes, lonely and exhausted. My heart, agitated and desperate. I was just like you. Entrapped in rules. In pain that makes me wish to end this life. Here's the only difference. In the end, I escaped from the factory. And you died young in an alien land. In your determined bright red blood, once more I see the image of myself, pressed and squeezed so tightly I cannot move. Yan Hoon, a female migrant worker. So if you have the courage to read Dying for an iPhone, um, you'll learn about these horrendous conditions that, of course, Apple, which is the most profitable company in human history, the market capitalization, um, I think it was in 2018, uh, was up to a trillion U.S. dollars. So how do you become extremely profitable? Well, you pay the laborers as little as you possibly can within that supply chain. And what happened Foxconn, of course, is they brought in quote-unquote interns to work at the factory. So these so-called interns were assembling iPhones. They weren't learning or studying or anything. The, the iPhone has something like 100 parts to it, and most of these workers would just screw in the same screw over and over again, or they would be polishing the iPhone, you know, why it's so sexy and smooth and seamless Seamless is the metal is actually smoothed by people. And uh, what happens when you smooth it over and over again is it produces aluminum dust, which is very flammable and causes fires, which is documented in the book. So people die um, and others, uh, their skin changes color. Uh, they have all kinds of health problems because they're not given proper protective equipment and all these. All this stuff is documented um, in the book. I'm just kind of summarizing, but it's impossible to not experience a kind of rage towards Apple, which has made efforts to uh, keep this quiet and not talk about it or do anything about it or, you know, probably blames China for it or their laws or something, but it's it's horrendous uh, when you read these stories uh, and see the lack of uh, response. So this, this podcast episode is really to just drive home the point that all of this virtual world stuff is not actually virtual, it's physical. There are physical materials behind everything that you do, including everything you look at and browse, and so that's all labor behind it. There's people behind it. These so-called the so-called artificial intelligence is that there's tons of resources, people, time that goes into that. It doesn't just magically run uh, by itself. Um, you know, one one little fact from Atlas of AI is uh, Average smartphone life 
span is less than five years, 4.7 years. And I'm sure many of us have gone through phones quicker than that. Another fun fact, Apple has sold over a billion iPhones. In 2018, they sold over 200 and right around 218 million iPhones. Uh, so these are meant to be disposable, meant to you know, so you get a new one over and over again. But of course, what's happening is that the laborers that go into that process ultimately are disposable themselves. Like I was saying, Foxconn has around 1 million workers. Um, most of them are migrant um, workers from rural areas in, in China. Uh, the Foxconn assembles iPhones, iPads, Macs, TVs, Xboxes, Playstations, uh, Wii's, Kindles, printers, you know, lots of um, digital devices. So from the, the book, like I mentioned in the beginning, Die is a quote from the book, dying for an iPhone has a double meaning. A new generation of workers is struggling to meet corporate requirements for speed and precision in producing iPhones and other high-tech products precisely at a time when consumers around the globe are queuing up to buy the newest models. Oh, here's the, the figure. So 2018, there were 217.73 million iPhones sold by Apple. That's just in, in one one year. They they breached the billionth iPhone in 2016. So it's the, the world's most profitable uh, company. And you only become that profitable by exploiting people, real people. Um, like I was saying, each iPhone has more than 100 parts. And here's another quote. Every worker specializes in one task and performs repetitive uh, motions at high speed, uh, hourly, daily, 10 hours or more on many working days for months on end. This quote-unquote advanced production system crushes human feelings of freshness or accomplishment. So, I'm sure this is not the most uplifting uh, podcast, but again, we have to dig up the earth. Tons and tons of materials goes into all of this. So, if you care about the environment if you care about earth we can't we can't just all have our own giant media platforms look at i'm i'm contributing to it you know with this podcast but hopefully as a means to get this information out uh we can't continue uploading creating storing all of this data because it's so energy intensive so just remember that as you scroll uh, that this is actual raw material energy going into uh, this whole process. Okay, thanks so much for listening. This is the Subversive Therapist. Talk to you soon.